Welcome to What's NXT this month. This is take two. Okay. <laughs> That's the electrifying personality of Alec Baggio. I'm the most electrifying man in wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> so it's almost my birthday, so we're recording this in person this month. Yeah. We've been drinking. No, we haven't. <laughs> <laughs> Alec Baccio, the, the, the most electrifying teetotaler in <laughs> wrestling. Know, you know, do you have to use my full name like that when you talk about it when I'm when I'm in this state? <laughs> I mean, come on, man. Somebody's going to search it, and I'll never be able to run for office or whatever. Wow, so this, this is... This is... <laughs> This is step one of my platform over here. <laughs> I was going to say this is like a fucking uh, a time is repeating because yet again, you're the one that went political way too soon. I didn't go political at all and I don't go political and I refuse to go political and I'm insulted by my opponent for suggesting that I would go political. <laughs> and I also just want to say gritty. <laughs> that's That's your real trump card, isn't it? It's a real Kirafuda. <laughs> nice. <laughs> this is already off the rails. No, it's not. We're doing great. We're talking about NXT, which is the best wrestling show in America. Hell yeah. I love it. Um, and as an American, I know it's my <laughs> God-given right to watch NXT and talk about it on the internet with you. Tristan paid, Marsh, who actually we still haven't said your name yet. Paid for by the Alec for Wrestling President Pack. And Peanut Council. <laughs> and Peanut Council, yeah. It's always they're always in there. Big peanuts, man. They're always in everyone's pocket. <laughs> yeah, big peanuts are in everybody's pocket. Yeah. Yeah. I'm right about that. Oh yeah. So uh it's also worth it to note that you're going to be editing this time so oh no no no! they're not going to hear that they're going to think this is all you <laughs> great are you just going to do a shitty job i'm not editing anything i'm leaving <laughs> it all in i'm just cutting out the part where you said i was editing it oh no but i say um a lot <laughs> yeah i'm not actually smart i just edit myself to be smart Jeez, don't don't worry about it. a lot of people say um so okay guys here's what's on the docket today we're going to talk about some nxt that includes the topics of the day, the most important guys, which are Kona Reeves, Cassius Ono, and uh, who else is important? Oh, yeah, that dentist girl now. She's pretty important now. Britt Baker? Yeah, Britt Baker. She's back. She's in. She's here. She's back and immediately <laughs> left because oh, yeah, she Shayna Baszler killed her. Yeah, her, her entire, she, I believe they said her entire uh, left side was, was numb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think also her head flew off. Well, and then Shayna decided to come back after destroying her to destroy her some more. Yeah. And yet again, none of the faces decided to give two shits about it. Well, you know, Kyrie Sane already has the belt, so she doesn't... <laughs> I'll tell you what. You know, the problem is she doesn't wear the belt. She just keeps it in a fucking treasure chest. If she, if she, if she didn't have it in that treasure chest, she didn't have to watch that thing all the time. She'd be out there. 
For sure. What are you talking about? Because it's in a treasure chest, she doesn't have to watch it all the time. She locks the treasure chest. Are you kidding me? You think people can't pick up and carry a treasure chest around? Wrestlers are strong, Tristan. Wrestlers are really strong. Wrestlers, I'm just. you know Brian Cage is 260 pounds, which means I used to be just as strong as him. Almost. Yeah. Or I was. And then I lost 40 pounds almost. <clears throat> so now I'm weak again. Like you guys listening to the podcast. Hey, weaklings. Welcome to Watch NXT. Um, that's just in case all that other shit was stupid. So. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was a pretty killer burp. I'm not. Don't worry. I'm cutting that out, though. <laughs> You're just going to cut up. All I have left are my burps, okay? I'm not funny. I'm I, not smart. Listen. Not Let me funny. burp. Let's take on the divisions. Yeah, I love that. So let's start off with the tag division because nobody gives a shit about tag divisions except for NXT because they have a really good tag division. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, the most recent shit that we've seen was, uh, well, we got we got two big things going on. Yeah. First of all, the return of Bloney Dorch versus Donny Blorch. I that, thought was what that's what said. I said. Don't he said Bloney Dorch. Whatever, it's fucking the same thing. All right, you now. Oh, you're not gonna argue with me now <laughs> that I've got the buzzers. <laughs> now that I got buzzer control. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> you know you gotta. I get, should edit more of them. You, you you gotta you gotta get it out of the way early, right? Yeah, it's sure. like a it's like a, a band aid. A band aid. You, you just gotta rip, rip it off. off. Yeah, that's it. Jinx. Guess um, what? I'm fucking buzz you every goddamn cent. Okay, go on. So we had uh, uh, Donny Blorch yeah. finally returned uh, versus what were their names? Oh shit! Yeah, they were great. Hold um, on, hold on. Bing, Tian... Bing, no, no, and Rocky. No, it was Bing and Rocky. It's Tian Bing, right? Yeah, Tian Bing. But yeah. they, but that isn't what's on the big oh, board yeah, when they come Bing. out. Yeah. It says Bing and Rocky. Uh, a guy comes out in what looks like. A boxing robe and boxing trunks. And that is, of course, Tian Bing. Bing. Yeah. yeah, naturally. And the guy in the weird uh, uh, yellow and black trunks with, I gotta say, kind of a cool, cool haircut. And Rock- an awesome body, dude. This guy is built like an old timey, you know, that stupid poster of like an old timey boxing fisticuffs dude that all these dumb guys like to have on their wall? That's what this guy's body looks like. Oh yeah, he's he looks awesome. he looks like a sideshow strongman. He's awesome. And I could see Rocky, I could baby. see him uh holding a uh wooden fake dumbbell over his head that says 100 kilograms. Oh, it's got to say 100. Come on. <laughs> what is he some kind of loser? Who messes with 50? No one. So yeah, uh we get uh Two guys that are clearly from uh, the Chinese expansion that WWE is undergoing. And I don't mean to talk for you, but obviously we love Donnie Blorch. We both really like these two guys. Yeah, we really love these guys. I particularly was smitten with Rocky. I mean, if you can't tell, I love the physique. I also thought that his... I thought that his like whole thing, like his really... They weren't stiff motions, but they were just like really like burly, bulky motions. I thought were really cool, and Tian Bing seemed really good. He he kind of did a lot of like uh, uh, 
posing for an Instagram photo kind of thing where he would like lock into a pose for a second. Yeah. And then start moving again. It was very captivating. When he had a uh, Oni Lorcan in the Nelson, I forget if it was a half or full variety. Uh, full. Full. Full Nelson. He uh, he Who looked goes pretty for the cool. Half? Come on. He was very. Put in he the, was very. Put in the full. He was very. Uh, oh, was and very then old school. And looking. then and then Oni Lorcan did that weird thing with his leg. Yeah, which Nigel had to explain for us that it was to get leverage or whatever. Okay, sure. Yeah, well, Nigel's the best, so I'll believe him. Um. Tony Blorch with the one, two, three. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was trying they to win, get to. Yeah, yeah. They won, obviously. Yeah, and it's great to see him back. Can you tell? Hot takes time. Can you tell when you look at Orly Orkin which side of his face got fucked up? I wasn't paying attention. I was paying attention too much to his nice big blue ass. Well, he appeared. Oh, yeah, I loved that. The blue and the red. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. I talked about that a lot. <laughs> During the whole time match, I kept talking to Tristan. I kept being like, look at how blue his trucks are. Look at how red his trucks are. Oh, these guys are great. But, uh, you know, he's been on TV a couple of times. They did like a little like uh, promo wheel or whatever reel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever they say. They were giving him interviews. What, and that was talking. like last week? Yeah, and you could tell, I think it was the right side of his face. <clears throat> I'm pretty sure it was. Oh, yeah. He's kind of got that... Uh, uh, Sunken in a little. Luke in uh, Empire thing going. Yeah, but you know what? You're the man. You're the man, Oni Lorcan. Yeah. I was really worried for you because that... Oni rules. That fucking... That tag match with Undisputed where he actually got the injury... That was the best we've ever seen of them, and it was so good. We were talking right after that. We were like, I'm sure we have it recorded about how they're like definitely like contenders now for the belt. Oh, yeah. They're like, they're like, they absolutely could be tag champs now. They're the fact, just the, the fact that he fucking fought through an orbital fracture, which like every single person who has ever broken a bone is like, oh, orbital, that's the fucking most painful. Like, people pass out immediately taking orbital fractures, and he finished the match. Yeah, he did those and, fucking sick double blockbusters on people. And then in the promo package, in his voiceover, he's like, and then I turned to uh, uh, Danny Burch and was like, something's wrong, which is such a level of clear-headedness after basically almost having one of your eyes pop out of your head. Yeah, he's a he's a real tough guy. I would say uh, he rules. You already did that. I'm getting yeah, it. Sorry, I it's got there right. first. Um, okay, so that was uh, Donny Blorch. Yeah, those guys are great. And uh, the other big thing that's going on in tags right now is uh, Hold War on. Raiders. Actually, really quickly, what? There's did, other things. Was was um uh Street Profits versus uh dickheads that's totally right the mighty versus street profits that did go on and that was awesome oh you know what that was really cool that happened the week after we were complaining about how silly everything was and then these silliest guys on the company got super serious yeah it was great it was really cool to see and they were like you snatch our chains that's our symbol of our way of life or some other shit like that that was pretty good and powerful and they did a whole promo i didn't mean to like minimize it i just don't really i can't I, don't know I do I like that that but it was the great. mighty the mighty struck them where they are where they are weakest, which is by stealing the cup. Their pride. 
No, their cup. Yeah, that's true too. Yeah, the cup. And and the cup and the chains. He who holds the cup. Yeah. Commands the street prophets. Well, they command the marks, dude. Yeah, yeah, that's they true. They command the universe. <laughs> the MTV universe. The MTV. Yeah, yes, they do. They do. The I'm MTV. Down. The MTV. I'm fucking universe? doubling down. It's Carson Daly's fucking cup, dude. Does he still work for those guys? Okay. I don't know. I haven't watched in a while. Um. Anyhow, these guys. Uh. Yeah. Street prophets. They looked great. They came out like they a house did. on fire or whatever shit, and they were really good. He even had that stupid, fucking stirred up, fucking. Uh, he did. What's his name? What's he did? It was really good. What's he? What's his name? Yeah. What's his name? Did the Dawkins? Yeah. Dawkins did the the corkscrew corner splash, and it actually. I think it was mainly because uh, whoever he did it to on the mighty actually sold it as if. Yeah. It hurt, but it looked good. It did. It looked great. And like, also, they didn't shoot it from like a completely static angle. No, they did it like um, diagonal up. Yeah, from, yeah, like, yeah. Right in the corner, and it actually looked really cool. Somebody was stealing some production notes from NJPW. Yeah, I I liked it actually. I really liked the match a lot, and I liked also we've been talking about this. The Mighty is like really good at being dumb shithead heels, but they're also really good at just selling a match they're just really good yeah i love that they can still come out to babyface music and get booed i love that they well, can i mean just they're as... wearing the dusters and that's yeah. like impossible not to the... be like get the fuck out of here it's it's three quarters of the way like the worst but <laughs> but the thing is like i feel like you would have to change so little for them to just go back around they're just they're just that kind of like special talent oh that yeah is gonna like... be able to just switch on a Two Switch. two matches, two more matches with uh, the Street Profits, and they can learn to respect the Street Profits and their faces again. I would love to see, you know what I'd love to see, depending on what happens in the other parts of the tag uh, division, which we'll talk about. I'd love to see a heel tag faction, perhaps Undisputed Era, if they lose the belts at some point, go after the Street Profits and beat them up, and then the Mighty comes out and saves them because of the respect that they earned. Isn't that what I just fucking said? Not exactly. You were saying that they that they they learn to respect them. Yeah, but I would like to see. That's the way I'd like to see it play out. I'm more like booking it. You're more like just saying the the, the general booking the storyline. You're booking it. And I'm just booking it. So you gotta understand <laughs> that there's like a slight difference here. Ding 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 ding. That little bitty change. It's not the same. You book it and I book it. We'll I'm see just... who gets. Gets yeah. there early. Let's see who's actually booked it, guys. <laughs> and that does it for our segment, Who Booked It? <laughs> Road Dog, right? Yeah. No, no. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't say who booked it. Maybe it's like, who just booked? <laughs> or like, he who booked it, booked it. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds good to me. We'll do that. Well, whatever. Chris, write in and tell us which one you like, because okay. you're the only one at this point who's listening to us. Uh <laughs> So that's the tag division. Tag division is pretty cool. No, it isn't because we didn't talk about the most important one. Well, I was starting to, but then you cut me off and talked about the Mighty and 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 these guys and Street Profits. So then I assumed that you didn't want to talk about no, I War Raiders. I absolutely do. Well, then there we go. Let's talk about War Raiders. War so we're Raiders. talking about War Raiders. Are they actually Vikings? No. No? No, that's my thought. But they keep being... They act too much like Vikings. Vikings 
wouldn't give a shit about whether or not the crowd chants war with them. What are you talking about? Vikings wouldn't even acknowledge Vikings love a chant. Uh-uh. I feel but like Vikings love a chant. Maybe when they're rowing a boat. You see those guys rowing a boat, Tristan? Metaphorically. I don't. I don't see it. They're rowing no they're rowing the boat of NXT towards good wrestle matches. Oh yeah? Well, they ain't rowing that boat because they ain't in charge. You know who's in charge is the undisputed era. They're the heads of the division right now. And it ain't a boat. It's a also why do they have walk with a guitar competition. Also, why do they have those weird leather things on yeah, their head? Yeah, no, I know. It's a little weird. The head stuff is not really that great. You know what it is? The head stuff is almost there. I feel like they need the, the old-timey wood helmets with the metal strip down the nose. I would love... That would look good. Yeah, I would love that. I would love even like a full-on metal, like just like a cone helmet. With like, I know it's more medieval, but I feel like yeah, it goes isn't with the isn't that stripes. like uh, Norman style? That's like French. Yeah, I would love that though. I think it would look cool. I mean, you got to remember, number one, wrestling is all about. Al Snow always says, "Who's the best wrestler?" It's Hulk Hogan because he draws the most money. So you have to remember that. that <laughs> I want to see if I can get Tristan's teeth to pop out of his head. <laughs> Let me see yeah. if I can get him so mad that his teeth just shoot out of his head. <laughs> War Raiders have been coming after Undisputed Era. And uh, again, not to speak for you, but I feel like we both loved this fucking match. Yeah, it was great. It was um, so cool. It was super cool because it was so fucking funny and yet not goofy at all. Right. Again, straddling that line that we were talking about last month. A lot of uh, straddling was going on, including straddling one of the tree trunk legs of uh, Hanson Roe. or Roe. I think it was Roe. I think Hanson's the one with the giant beard, and he does the cartwheel. I can't believe that I didn't make the, of course they row. One of their names is Roe joke. Well, you'll never make it now. I'm cutting it out. Damn. So, uh, yeah, it was great. That tree trunk leg spot, the whole like, Alex oh, going gonna... into business for himself. With the editing. Roderick Strong looked like a fucking killer in this match. It was awesome. He was able to get up uh, the big guy. One of them, he took like... For a, for a fucking backbreaker. He took a million... Moves. Not a backbreaker, an Olympic slam, which was also... Well, nobody got him on a backbreaker in the beginning. Oh, yeah, match, yeah, yeah. Right? That's yeah. true. It was awesome. It was really cool to see Roderick Strong kind of pulling it a little bit more. I mean, I feel guys, like he's always he's always pulled it as a wrestler. I'm I'm more excited because his shitty persona is working more and more by the day. Yeah. Because I feel like it wasn't working before because part of his shitty persona is that he doesn't care about what he where he is or what he's doing. Yeah, a lot of times he'll just like stare off. <laughs> he'll give a promo with with Adam Cole and not and even finish his sentences. One of those, yeah, one of the undisputed era will say something like whatever, and it's like guys, guys. I got to tell you something. You know what the craziest thing is that they think they can beat us. And then he'll just look off into the side and just like kind of like forget that he was doing anything. Start like waving down a PA. Yeah. Did my uh, coffee coffee. You like my did you did you like my Roderick Strong? Did you like it? I was trying yeah, to go it was for good. It a little bit. I don't want to like emphasize the, the lisp because I don't really think he really has one. It just almost sounds like he does because of the way his voice is. He yeah, he, he kind of has like a. a 
it's weird. Very blue collar upbringing, as we've talked about, but he kind of he kind of has the voice of um, the uh, rich nerd in an old uh, like frat comedy movie. Yeah, I guess guys, so. guys. It's very it's very like tight and nasal. I don't know, and that's like a very that's his heel persona very much because. His face persona was very much about whining about his family and his manhood. He likes whining. Yeah. Well, he doesn't really like it so much with Undisputed Era, strangely enough, because I feel like it's not a whine so much as it is just kind of like a disinterested drawl. You know almost. you know what it is? He's like me, where he actually, like, part of how he feels good about himself is by complaining. Mm. And right now he's on top of the world. He's got the belt, so he has nothing to complain about, which is almost worse than having something to complain about for him. Well, yeah. I mean, that's classic New York syndrome. He's from New York, right? You just got to <laughs> yeah, have something yeah, to complain yeah. about. So, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, he he looked great in this. And Kyle O'Reilly always steals the show in basically every match that he's in because he's one of the only guys, I think, who is... I wouldn't say he's more concerned with how he sells than he is with how he even does moves. Oh yeah, I I, I feel like I feel like him talking with whoever he's uh, wrestling. He's like, okay, so first of all, you gotta throw your partner at my head. Yeah. That's like a given. Yeah. At one point, I'm gonna turn to Roderick Strong and I'm gonna say, these guys can't cut it, and then I want you to punch me in the back of the head. <laughs> Don't pull the punch. Really knock into me. We've got to sell that that because it's going to be funny. It's going to be really funny. What ended up happening was uh, the best news of all time happened this week when uh, Oh my god, I can't Bobby believe- Fish showed up with a chair and announced to the world passively by not saying anything but by hitting guys with chairs that he is now good to go and he can wrestle again and I'm so happy about that. Um Adam Cole came out to interfere and was Basically told no by Hansen. Yeah. And we all thought, oh, that that's it. And then Fish showed up, and I started screaming my baby boy, and you stood up and started pacing around the room. You were so excited. I'm very excited about Bobby Fish. I love Bobby Fish. I love his faces. I love the way he talks during the match. Although I will say Kyle O'Reilly is trying to steal his thunder because he was saying a lot of shit when he was getting picked up. <laughs> and even Roderick Strong... Uh, stifled and oh shit when he got stuck. He tried to do like one of those things that I always forget what they call them on the post. You run at the ring, you run at the corner, you get up, they go under. It's an up and over, is that what oh, it yeah. is? Oh yeah, up and over. He tried to do that and you got caught and he was just like, oh shit. <laughs> and I thought that was really great. That was like a real Bobby Fish thing yeah, to yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, So we were already thinking of Bobby Fish before he showed up. Bobby Fish showing up with a chair actually got undisputed era booze yeah that was really weird because i would think everybody'd be really happy to see bobby fish again fuck yeah bobby fish is back i don't know for some reason i guess people like war raiders this weird fucking schnauzer looking ass yeah i guess people really like war raiders even though undisputed era is standing right there seems weird to me but whatever it's fine i'm not in the audience i'm at home anyway alec just rolled his eyes that yeah, is I the tag I roll my eyes hard because I believe Bobby Fish is one of the heroes of the... I mean, come on. Did you see how he was holding that fucking soccer trophy? Get the <laughs> hell out of here. Um, Next, let's go on to the women's division. Oh, yeah. That was fun. 
women's division has been fucking all over the place in the best possible way recently. Yeah, there's been a ton of stuff going on with, like, Candace, with Lacey. We talked a little bit about Lacey, though, because she was... That was last month, right? Yeah, I think so. Um... That, that was, was the Lacey, that, Diana, that was Brazo, when Kyrie, uh, not Kyrie, uh, no, no, Dakota no, Kai. no, we didn't talk about, um, uh, Lacey and, uh, Candace. No, we didn't talk about Lacey and Candace. I thought that that's what you were asking about. No, but we talked about some of the other Lacey stuff. So she's going crazy right now. Uh, she, she pulled a Velveteen dream and, uh, yelled at Candace, uh, your husband's a loser. And Candace decided to respond by angrily walking over, like, uh, aunt about to complain to a manager, put her finger in her face and go, you'll give me a re- refund right now. And she got punched in the face. Yeah. I think that usually yeah. you want to attack your opponent. I think that that's not, yeah. I think that she was going to go over there and have words. I think she forgot where she was. Yeah. But I will say this Candace, woman wants to kill you. You should probably <laughs> ignore the fact that she's doing the most blatant like shit stirring possible. Yeah. And I will say that Candace is still kind of suffering. And it's really unfortunate. She's still kind of suffering from the weird Johnny stuff that they're doing because now they're dragging her back in again. Yeah. Even though like they even turned it into like you said, you want to keep your personal and private life separate. Hoo <laughs> You're an idiot, and they turned that into oh, the yeah. reason why there and, was the and feud. Lacey, which is... Lacey was like, uh, I would never be ashamed of my husband. Which yeah, and was she like... put her hand on Gargano's chest, which is like, are you really interested in Gargano? You're like three feet taller than him. <laughs> <laughs> and probably like oh, God. more Not... muscular, honestly. Like she's a she's a fucking Austin awesome. Aries would have some things to say about that comment, Alex. Yeah, well, we'll get to Austin Aries. <laughs> okay. I'm just saying, you know, tall privilege is the last, uh, 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 fuck, whatever. Yeah. Well, whatever. I'll answer He started, he started ranting about tall privilege on Twitter and it was very funny because he's like four feet tall. I can answer him with a very famous words by a very wise man. Short people have no reason to live. (laughs) Randy Newman. I think that, that those comments were supposed to be uh, uh, with a little bit of irony, that song. Were they? Well, <laughs> that might have worked on me if I had ever heard the song instead of just reading the lyrics. I see. But that didn't happen. Okay, so Candace is still stuck in her husband's shadow. Yeah, and it's really unfortunate because she's still really killing it. She's really good. And um, But they're still having her lose also, which is like... You got to I I feel like I would have I would still have a problem, but I would have less of a problem if they had decided to do one thing. Like well, it it would have been fun if when you goad Gargano, he loses, and when you goad Candace, she, you know, rips your jaw off of your skull. Yeah, that would be fun. I actually kind of have like a thought though about this, and it's okay. my far-fetched weird intergender stable shit that i love to go into because you know who she's really good friends with on the show all the time Kyrie, cassius ono oh and wouldn't it be fun if they just turned into disgruntled nice people who just beat the <laughs> shit out of everybody like that would be so cool right the two that get pushed too far i think they could call themselves the sweeties and they could just kill everyone 
They're kind of like falling down. Yeah, basically. You give them both buzz cuts. Give them both buzz cuts and a briefcase full of guns. Yeah, and that fucking like Radio Shack short sleeve uh, button Clip up on shirt. tie. That shit is the best. That shit is guaranteed. Could you imagine Candace LeRae looking like that? It'd be like the fucking right to censor all over again. <laughs> great. Oh, excellent. Yeah, I love this. This is a great idea. So, yeah, that's uh, Candace and Lacey. Lacey won. Because... Yeah, it was fun. Well, it was fun except for the Candace just walked right into the punch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, like, really fun. <laughs> um, uh, Let's see. Alec really likes Faces of Death videos, so he's used to people walking in front of buses and trains. And well, was like, most of the time, the best thing about it is most of the time they're not even looking at it, so, like, it's a surprise. But this is, she's looking right at her. I'm so surprised. <laughs> it's, like, it's, like, really surprising that she even got hit. <coughs> Rotten.com's own Alec Baccio. Hey, guys. I don't say that I go there, but I don't say that I don't. Too true. Anyway, uh, <laughs> um, what else do we got from the women's division? We got... Uh, the belt's in a chest now. We probably talked about that. We talked about that a time. Yeah, okay, there you go. So let's talk about Kyrie Sane and Shayna Baszler. Oh, at Evolution. Yes. That didn't happen yet, right? No, it has not happened yet. Um, I think it's very unfortunate that they're making Kyrie Sane say Evolution so much. I don't. I think she's getting it. She's going to get it soon, but it it, it gives me flashbacks of... I, I also have an issue with the fact that they make that poor ring announcer in NJPW call Juice Robinson flamboyant. And every single time I'm like, oh, woof. Like, I, I don't give a shit about an accent, but, you know, that's like. Yeah, yikes. it's difficult. It's difficult to say those words. It's difficult to say those words in a way where, like, if somebody was doing uh, fucking Rooney in uh, Breakfast at Tiffany's, that's the choice they would make. And you're like ouch yeah it sounds bad it's it's yeah but you know what when when Kyrie is doing it it's i suppose i shouldn't have an issue with it because she's not putting on an accent to do it no that is just how she's saying it but i'm just saying the white people writing the script for her should go "Eh, maybe we should work around this but you but you gotta say the name of the pay-per-view it's just like you gotta point at the fucking sign it's 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 a it's a wrestling tradition there's probably no way around it and I will say that have Shayna Baszler, you know, uh, uh, work puncher in the throat, like. Oh, so she can't finish the word. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess. I I just I will say that the way Kyrie says again is awesome. It's like oh, she's reading, I love that. It's like she's reading a poem or something. It has it has a lot of the energy that she brings to that character that I love, which is uh, cute and intimidating at the same time. Yeah, and she's I like, like she's like a, a toddler that you think could beat you up. Where you're like, oh yeah, that's I don't know. great. I I really like. I feel like her choices with her wardrobe when she's doing the outside of the ring interviews really kind of dissuade you from thinking of her like childishly because she looks just like a regular person. No, I, I, I wasn't. Her... I wasn't trying to to no, say no, that I, I think of her childishly. I'm just saying it's that same kind of like like 
something that's not intimidating that is all of a sudden intimidating. Yeah, she definitely exhibits that. And I, I think the... Here, a better version would be a, a, a puppy that you think could beat you up. Because well, then I'm not... I mean, for me, that's like a lot of puppies. I mean, like, I'm like... I'm not... I'm not so chill with dogs when they get aggressive, Tristan. It's a little weird, you know? Yeah, but you used to be 20 pounds weaker than Brian Cage. That's true, and that's like tons of... That's that's way stronger than a puppy could ever be. Yeah. You're right. Actually, I should really think of it that way. Now I'm 60 pounds weaker than Brian Cage, which is significantly weaker than Brian Cage. I'm only 200 pounds, so... You gotta start putting on some more muscle or whatever. I know, yeah. Well, I gotta I gotta cultivate more mass. Yeah, yeah. I got some friends. Uh, TM six one will help me out with that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I just I don't know. So she's got she's got a really cool look to her outside of the ring, and I know that her look inside the ring is cool too to people, not necessarily to me. But I buy into a lot of her shit just because her elbow is so amazing, and that new submission move is really good, and she's just a grip. Wrestler. And she screams like a banshee. She really does. She goes fucking crazy. So I'm excited to see them at Evolution. We haven't seen we it sad- yet. We sadly haven't seen as much of her. We've seen a ton of Shayna Baszler, who has a great promo package out right now that's all about how, um, as we said before, she lost that match. Kyrie Ariane. didn't win. Yeah, that's great. That's a great way to I love. It. I love that she, she also keeps saying, anybody who knows anything watching that match will tell you that I lost it, she didn't win, which is just like... That's also so great because she's basically saying all of Kyrie's fans, oh, they're fucking idiots. They don't know she shit. She should run for office because that sort of talk really gets results. That's true. Listen, I know it. You know it. Oh, wait. That's what she, that's what Kyrie says. What? She knows it. I know it. I will beat her. Yeah, Again. that's true. Yeah, they both talk like Trump. <laughs> Listen, I know it. You know it. Everybody knows it. Everybody who knows anything. Everybody's saying more and more. Yeah. This Shayna, she lost. Kyrie didn't win. Shayna lost. I mean, look, I'm saying it. You're saying it. You know, Kyrie's probably saying it behind closed doors. I've heard that she said it. She actually said it. So anyway, she's got this great promo package. And it's it's all her. and, And the thing that I like the most about it is that it's like, actually her working out you can tell that some of it is like not necessarily a work they just like put a camera in the gym with her which i think is super cool because it's like sell again selling the fact that she's an actual fighter like right she's doing her fucking thing now tristan you really like shada baszler again you've gotten over the twitter thing Oh, I never really hated her. I know, but you you got over it, and now listen, let me she's just, a weird imperialist. But I don't want to upset you, but this came up before, oh, no. and I just want to say it. Oh no, this is what's gonna. This is this is my booking the for the future of why we're seeing so much Shayna Baszler right now. Oh God, you mentioned this before. Shut the fuck up. Because we're gonna lose. We're no. gonna lose her. We're gonna lose her, and she's gonna go team up with Ronda Rousey to beat Becky Lynch and some other heel. Because you know Becky's a heel now. She's a that heel the way that sucks. She's a heel the that way fucking that sucks. By the way, I haven't been watching the main roster. You but- put this evil energy into the world. You I'm know just- that, Alec. Yeah, right? I know. I know. But listen, I. I when may- this happens, I am blaming you. 
Well, you might as well because everybody knows that when I leave a room, everything in that room just stops existing. And that when I open my eyes in the morning, the world is born anew. This world is made for me and me alone, and it suits my interests. So naturally, Shayna Baszler is going to SmackDown or Raw or wherever the How fuck Ronda Rousey your interest? is. It doesn't, but it gives me something to complain about, which I believe we were talking about before. It's very important. But any, any, anyhow, I really am convinced that that's what's going to happen because we're really getting a buildup for Shayna Baszler. She's going to lose graciously at Evolution, and she's going to bow out, and it's going to suck so bad. That, I, I, I hope that that fucking ha- doesn't happen. I mean, I, I hope that you know what I hope. I hope that she wins and still shows up later in the night to interfere in Ronda Rousey's match, just to be like, "We're still the four horsewomen." You're kind of a dick, but I got to help you. Fuck yeah, off. Yeah, I, I, that would be the ideal. That would actually really be the best way for it to work out. Because then she could come back to NXT, where she belongs. I know. She really is one of the best things on the show. <laughs> um, she's been repeatedly killing people at the middle of the ring. Yeah. Most recently, a lady I hope that we see more of, the dentist uh brit baker brit baker dds or whatever yeah and i really hope that we see more of her because i was having all these great ideas for some cool gimmicks for her like she just puts she just gets everybody to spit chiclets out it's very drew mcintyre versus uh bobby Roode. yeah yeah yeah. i i feel like i feel like she needs to have a either signature or finishing move that's like just a straight super kick but it has a name like you know the teeth puller or something and just have, yeah. 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 Somebody secretly puts eight chiclets in their mouth and then she kicks them in the jaw and just just spits it over the audience. And then what would be really cool is like on Twitter or social media or whatever, she'll be like, you know, we just got the, like she'll like pose with the guy. She just, with the lady, she just beat. She'll be like, it's cool. I gave her free veneers or whatever. like, (laughs) (laughs) And that's why that's kayfabe because that's why her teeth are still there. You know? She should she should really like steal a bunch of old x-rays. Yeah. So that every single time she beats somebody, she can have a promo where she's like, Look at this person's jaw. I completely fucked them up. Yeah, it would be great. I actually I really she love could, the she idea. She could comment on the missing teeth and then be like, Oh, also they got a real bad cavity here. They might need a root canal. I love the I'll idea. I'll do it. You know how No like- anesthesia. <laughs> you know how like when Adam Cole comes out, he's got like the stupid weird wireframe like mountains and shit oh, yeah. going on. Like I'd love just like a bunch of X-rays of skulls with missing teeth for her. You know what I never noticed? I noticed it uh, today when Nikki Cross comes out. The weird vertical screens over the audience yeah, just have eyeballs. a bunch of eyeballs. Yeah. What, how long has that been going on? That's, it's not super long. I think it's only been like a month or so. That brings us to Nikki Cross versus Bianca Belair. Yeah, that's that's been a pretty interesting, cool. Bianca Belair thing. is now covered in glitter, which means the ring is covered in glitter, which means that Nikki Cross is covered in glitter. And another mystery person is covered in glitter. Later. I can only assume. <laughs> There's a glitter butt later on. So we don't There's get definitely to see. a glitter butt. We don't get to see it, but we know it's there, and that makes it so much more sexy sure i'm talking about alistair black anyway uh (laughs) we're gonna move on nikki cross uh bianca belair has been they finally did a non-goofy match again yes the 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 stopping of the goofy stuff i can't talk highly enough about 
Yeah, because goofy stuff is actually really cool and fun, but like not if it was goofy. We overload. don't expect it a hundred percent. Like if we get a hundred percent goofy, but we're expecting zero percent goofy, it's pretty off-putting. Bianca Belair now has amazing facials. Yes, her facials are. Oh, look at you! Look at you! He's saying facials now. Did you watch? Did you listen to some podcasts and hear that wrestlers call them facials now? I always knew that wrestlers call them facials. I just don't like it when people do that. I well, just whatever. To, That's what they are. They're facials. I you. love that. I feel like no, no. We I, in the I, modeling I have opened industry, a Pandora's box. Jesus, I feel like in the Christ. modeling industry, in the in the in the rock and roll industry, I'm sure they all call it facials. I'm sure because it's just so perfect. It's so perfect. All right. Anyway, yeah, her facials are great. Um, yeah, she's got she's got uh, some good uh, confused faces, some good angry faces. She got pissed off at Nikki Cross and put her hair up, which was fun. Yeah, I loved the idea of her teasing, I don't need the hair, which is something I've always said. And then later she hit her with the hair. Well, but also I think that it was more teasing the like, I've got to get down to business. Yeah. This whole time I've just been fucking around with people because I'm obviously so amazing. And now this this, you know, weird, uh, like insane Scottish lesbian woman is attacking me and is not going down ever. So I got to put my hair up. Yeah. And then she ended up, she had to put her hair up and square up. Rest in peace. <laughs> she had to put her hair up and square up. And then she picked up a Nikki Cross and military presser. It was very impressive. Did squats. She did squats, good. and then she goofed around and yelled "est est," and then got fucked up. <laughs> so just after she determined that she was going to take it seriously, she stopped taking it seriously, which um, is a very wrestler thing to do. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, like, isn't that like half of what? Well, we'll get to it in a bit with the uh, triple threat between. Uh, Adam Cole and Pete Dunn and Ricochet, but that's what Adam Cole always does. He runs into a ring, beats somebody up, and acts like it really means something all of a sudden. And then the second he could go for the pin, he's like, Yeah, but I gotta do the Adam Cole baby. <laughs> the pin yeah. isn't gonna matter if I don't do the Adam Cole baby. And then he does the Adam Cole baby and gets kicked in the back of the head. Well, he's gotta build meter before he can use a super <laughs> attack, Tristan. Uh, yeah. Taunt, 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 taunt. (laughs) Yeah, she, she's doing a taunt, taunt, taunt herself, and it did backfire, but it was pretty cool to see, uh, Bianca's, like, reactions to the whole thing. She had genuine looking fear on her face every once in a while, where she was like, oh my god, I'm gonna lose. Nikki kicked out of, like, six roll-ups in a row. Yeah. And, uh, fucking Bianca Belair kicked out of the swinging fisherman's neckbreaker, which pretty much nobody does. Yeah. I think the only person who ever really did was Asuka, and then, like... But that's Asuka. That's yeah, that's over. Asuka doesn't even exist anymore. Isn't that weird how she just faded out of existence entirely and doesn't yeah, exist? Yeah, she definitely doesn't exist anymore. Please don't tell me that she's around, guys. I don't need to know about that, because she's not. Anyway. What was that horrible hashtag that Susan G. Komen is using now? Oh, yeah. It's, like, unforgivable. <laughs> not un- it's unacceptable. Unacceptable. Breast cancer is hashtag unacceptable, which I just immediately assumed means that they're like starting to, to you know, no platform women with breast cancer. I think 
Okay, you and I both know this guy from a long time ago. And I talked to him again recently, which was great. You know DV? You remember DV? Yeah, of course. Of course. Everybody remembers Our DV. friend DV. He's the best. But, okay, he used to have this non-denominational response to people sneezing. You know, where people go, bless you or whatever. He, when you sneezed around him, he would look at you and he would say, stop it. So that's what this kind of is. This is like, oh, you have breast cancer? That's unacceptable. Unacceptable. Come back when you don't have it. <laughs> that, that, that was really upsetting to see that that's what it is. Now, I understand that, like, the commercial, like, I, I look, the promo thing, I watched it last week because they've been doing this for a couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the promo thing is very heartfelt and whatever, and the people are there, and it's, it sounds good. But when you just skip through that and you get Moro say, show that breast cancer is hashtag unacceptable. It's like, that is really, <laughs> That's that sounds rough. like a comedy <laughs> That's movie. That's rough. That sounds like something in a comedy movie, for real. That does not sound like real oh life. Oh, my God. Yeah. No, okay. I'm glad you brought that up. That's important for NXT. Enough politics. We're going to move on. But uh, that's the women's division. Yeah. Um, and it leads us into the men's division because uh, at the end of the match, yeah. it doesn't end. It doesn't end. And it's, you know, it's interesting. When Undisputed Era come in and, like, fuck up a match and the bell rings and everybody goes, uh, boo, right? That's understandable. But when the lights go out in the middle of a pretty intense women's title match, not title match, not even title match, just grudge match. Yeah. For the undefeated streak of Bianca Belair. The stakes are high. And the just general awesome streak of Nikki Cross. And then it comes back on and there's Alistair Black. Everybody literally just forgot what the match was about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The bell never rings. The, the match is still yeah. going. The match is still going now, to this day. And um, interestingly Bianca enough, the Belair ref is and in... Bianca Belair have both disappeared. They're, they're both in the negative space. They're never going to come home. Yeah, they're, we'll never see them again. It's unfortunate because I really like the new ring gear on Bianca Belair. <laughs> they're lost in time like Quantum Leap. They're yeah. trying to make their way home. They wake up and they're fused. And I they're would one... watch that TV show. Oh, Bianca Belair, quantum leaping through time. Yeah, that sounds fun. And instead of what his name was, Ziggy, the the like computer program that would help him, it's a ref, just yeah, a random a ref. ref. That's a good idea. Yeah, yeah. WWE, Bianca, you can use it. Yeah, Bianca. The rules say you have to uh, solve this kid's puzzle before you can move on. You have to pin his teacher. Yeah, you gotta pin. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's it. Two out of three falls. <laughs> Some some you middle have to prevent you have to prevent some the middle bombing of Pearl Harbor with a two out of three falls match. <laughs> oh fuck! I'm still stuck on the idea of like a middle schooler getting like possessed by Bianca Belair and then bum rushing their teacher. I love the idea of a middle schooler just sitting there and the teacher asks them a question. Oh, what's three times five or whatever? They'll look at her. I don't have to answer that. <laughs> I'm undefeated. Undefeated. 
little fucking 1950s kid getting up and walking away, <laughs> shouting undefeated and clapping. But yeah, that's probably what ended up happening because what ends up happening for us, what we can see, is that Alistair Black, Bianca Belair and the ref have combined into Alistair Black, and he's sitting on all the glitter. Alistair Black has has undertakered into the ring. Yeah, he really has. And he uh, tells Nikki Cross, he beckons her to come over, and everybody thinks this is real salacious. Um, no, because everybody's just everybody's just uh, uh, chanting, uh, Nikki's got a secret. Yeah, everybody is really Which salacious Nikki about it. Nikki fucking loves. Yeah, she's all about it, because she's turned into that girl from that one movie, that I'll Never Tell Girl. Was that Brittany Murphy? I'll never tell. I feel like that was Brittany Murphy. I can't. I don't know what fucking movie you're talking about. Anyway. I'll never tell. Whatever. I'll put it a drop over here. I probably won't. I'll never anyway, tell. <laughs> she's like, uh, she's all like, uh, oh, yeah, I'll come over. And then he's like, who hit me? That sucks. Because what I wanted to see, and I think I booked this on the show. Already. You you have already booked this, yes. On the show, right? William Regal comes out and starts announcing it. And then Alistair Black comes out and he says, no, you got it wrong. It was fucking Johnny Gargano, you dumb moron. I saw his face. Which, it was clearly Johnny Gargano. Yeah. But, <laughs> but so she comes over to him and whispers in his ear so we can't tell. But he gets really mad and he starts shaking and his face gets red. It's either that or he's trying to take a real big shit, but he can't do it. <laughs> he's and, having a fit. Yeah, he's just getting real mad, which means it's Johnny Gargano. Because if it was Ciampa, he would just shake his head and be like, well, I guess I got to go fuck up Ciampa now. Well, but it can't be Ciampa because Ciampa is embroiled in a wonderful little feud with Velveteen Dream. Yeah, but what if it was Velveteen Dream, though? Well, they kind of hinted that the week before because Nikki Nikki Cross has just been showing up and insinuating that everyone has done it. Yeah, because she told uh she told Dream she knows what he did. She told Chompa he knows what she knows what he did. And, and then Cassius. later on, yeah, Cassius Ono in a backstage segment, I know what you did, and then Cassius Ono's like, Well I love that what she's... did I even do? Like he <laughs> just walks away frustrated. I love that she's the like her gimmick is she's insane, and yet William Regal is still like I've gotta get this information out of her. Instead of going would you leave me alone? Leave yeah. everybody on the male roster alone. You can have your weird feud with Bianca Belair. He's but... like the detective in that movie I was talking about before, where he has to find out the secret that the girl knows, but she'll never tell. Great. Man. Electrifying podcasting. Well, like I said, I'm the most electrifying man in wrestling. No, you didn't say that. You said, I'm the most electrifying man in wrestling. Mm. Well, I did say that. I did say I'm the most electrifying man in wrestling. Anyway. Anyhow, yeah, so, so, so whatever. It's great. It's good. Dream and Champa have amazing fucking chemistry. They really do. I think they should disbattle each other again yeah I, I thought that was so fun and kind of really cute good. in a way i really like that i like when, when champa is like disbattling someone that's not johnny gargano he's less evil and more just jerk yeah yeah, yeah. and it's really he fun. talks with his belt and then he's like the belt says yeah i, I love that 
That's really good. The he... belt says, you're not good enough. I'm sorry. I'm not saying it. The belt is saying it. It's really good. I think... I think Ciampa has exactly what it takes to transition from most hated man in NXT to most secretly liked man in NXT. Yeah, even though I... he came out and said that his theme song finally silenced the sheep in the audience, even though everybody was still booing at him. Yeah, and also that it was the greatest theme song in, in NXT, which is great because I bet he listened to it the first time and he like kind of had to this gulp a little bit. And he was like, how am I going to walk out to this? And then he realized, he was like, oh, I'm Chompa. I'm just going to lean into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this is the best theme song, guys. I also really like that, yet again, uh, we've said it before. I'm sure we'll say it a million times since. So much sexual tension. Oh, yeah. Velveteen Dream claims that he is too much man for Champa to handle. I believe NXT guy creams his shorts at this moment. <laughs> um, I don't have much else to say. Well, I do have one thing. We went to Bound for Glory. This is now an Impact podcast. <gasps> oh, what Impact? That's right. I forgot to do that. I was just about to end the whole fucking thing. Oh, you got the hiccups, dude. Yeah, you made me laugh too much. Do you want to pause it for a second? Nah, these will stay for like three hours. Don't worry about it. Anyway. Center. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Anyway. Yeah, we did go to Impact. We went to Bound for Glory, which is... I think it's supposed to be the biggest Impact show of the year, which is weird because Slammiversary seemed bigger. Yeah, I think that Slammiversary is supposed to be bigger. Because this was uh, at the Montrose Ballroom. Yeah, in Queens, New York, right by me. Which so is it was easy for like us. maybe the size of a large apartment. Yeah, it. Well, well, it's two levels. It's a night. It's like a nightclub area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it was very intimate, which was actually great because it meant that we were right up near the ring for uh, Willie Mac. Yeah, Willie Mac was amazing. You had never seen Willie Mac no, before. No, I had not. No, me, I had me, not. Let me get your thoughts on Willie Mac. I love him. I love the uh I love the move jacking. I oh love yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Half of his gimmick is just that he does other people's moves down to the like setup and shit around it. The five knuckle shuffle was particularly really fun. I don't know. I particularly love the fact that he does the stole cold stunner and then turns around and flips people off. That's very, very endearing to me. It's cool. You can see that he's a real fan as well as wrestler. Also, he's just got a giant Afro and beard and a big old gut. It's very. Yeah, he's really cool. I think uh, he was tagging with uh, Rich Swan, which I'll forgive because he's so amazing. They were up against uh, Matt Seidel and big guy with the jar head. Ethan Page. Ethan Page. Uh, I loved that this whole match was people coming out to 70s throwback entrance videos. Yeah. 
That was a lot of fun. Specifically, si- specifically, Seidel. Yeah. I loved his weird trippy shit. The weird trippy shit with the like uh, Black Sabbath font over it. Very fun. Yeah, I loved him constantly rubbing everybody's forehead. The third eye shit was fun. I love that Ethan Page was so on board with that. He was super into it, but then he still was getting frustrated with Side Out because I I watched his back in clips that Impact put up online where he's going for the tag. He just hits Swan with something really huge. He goes for the tag and Side Out yells, no, no, cover him first. (laughs) And then he goes to cover him. He kicks out. And then he grabs Swan, he puts him in a hold or something, and he turns around and he looks inside out and he goes, now can I tag you in? And I thought I thought that was hilarious, but I also thought it was really fun to set up this whole, like, master and student dynamic, where the master is not actually better than the student. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I loved, uh, at one point, uh, Matt Seidel is getting the shit kicked out of him, and uh, he tags it in Ethan Page, rolls out of the ring, and confidently screams to the audience, he's got this, he's got this. <laughs> it was pretty good. There was also some fun skullduggery by by our, our corner, where um, Ethan Page was beating up on Rich Swan, but Seidel was also on the ring, on the, on the floor mm-hmm. as well. So when the ref came over, because he wasn't the active guy, he turns to the ref, he says, I'm just checking on my partner. I'm just checking on my partner. It was a lot of fun. The, the audience crowd, hated yes. them. The crowd interaction for this show was great. This is, we've been to some live wrestling events. Now, we've been to NXT events. You've been to a progress show. Not a progress show, an Evolve show. Evolve. I get them confused all the time, even though they're on different continents. So you've been to an Evolve show. You now, know, how similar, England, Brooklyn. How similar would you say was the Evolve show to this? With um, regards to rowdy fans, easy dub chance, and other obnoxious East Coast completely, shit. completely different. I feel like the evolve the evolve fans were like totally in it. See, here's the thing: the evolve fans were good wrestling fans, right? Yes. These fans were Yankees bleacher creatures. Where you couldn't really hate that they were being so annoying. These fans were true New York fans that everyone complains about, but are the best. Because they gave everybody shit. Everyone got shit. They lost their mind over pens. Oh, yeah. We were getting pens thrown at us by, like, promoters promotion ladies in the beginning and they were going crazy for pens the the woman who was passing out pens that said bound for glory on it her eyes got as big as dinner plates she was rushed by like probably about 40 men wearing backwards baseball caps losing their minds and and people would come in and be like you got pens where are the pens pens i want pen and Alec and I were just like, it's a fucking pen. Yeah, I got a pen at home. I can write with it. It's fine. It, it was interesting. It was it was fun. But we had some great crowd interactions. I really appreciated the guys on the bleachers and the two young, younger kids behind us that were talking like all Dominican that shit the and entire Puerto time. <laughs> like the one guy who kept going like, where's Conan? That's my uncle. <laughs> that guy was great. 
And then I loved the bleacher guys who were yelling, um, who were yelling when Matt Seidel jumps off the corner and stomps on Rich Swan's arm. He makes this noise. It's like a yeah. From that point on, through the end of the match, whenever that en- noise was made, th- this entire crew in our side of the match, on our side of the ring, was just like yeah, yeah. okay, yeah. yeah, doing Little John impressions. It was amazing. It was really great. We we had a great time, and and that was just the first match, but it kept going. Oh yeah. Because um, after Willie Mack at, and Rich Juan win and do this weird promotional sponsorship thing that I thought was really weird, where they were like, there's two empty seats. Oh, yeah. Some standing guys can get the seats. And then they picked some guys, and then they were like, those seats were provided thanks to our sponsors, and everybody booed because <laughs> it was just like the most New York thing to do is just boo sponsors. Fuck you. We're trying, you know. Even before the whole, like, uh, hipster Williamsburg craze, New York has been obsessed with authenticity. We don't want this bullshit corporate culture in our city. I'm just Rudy say- Giuliani really ruined New York City. Turned Times Square into Disneyland. These are all talking points that every New Yorker is born with. These are also talking points that, I don't know how well you heard them, but they did appear in the, in the promos for the... Uh, concrete jungle oh yeah 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 Yeah. i i know that was really fun um i really liked that a guy that is probably um uh maybe like 10 years older than me uh uh eddie kingston was like i remember when new york was rough and it's like i mean it was okay before yeah. Giuliani. Oh, you guys were Giuliani. You guys suck. When I was six. Yeah. <laughs> okay. okay, buddy. Yeah, that's true. You're probably right about that. Yeah, good. Good job. But yeah, no, it was fun. It was like, uh, it was very fun to see basically, again, bringing up uh, Chris again, the RVD crowd, the ECW crowd, ba- basically still alive and well oh, yeah, yeah, in yeah. New York. And nowhere was that more obvious than... When Eli Drake comes out to challenge his mystery opponent. Oh, God. Yeah. This was insane. <laughs> this was completely insane. He comes. This was the second thing that happened, right? This was after the tag match, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I think so. He comes out. He's like, I'm going to challenge some guys. You know, I know you New York guys like pizza. And then we all just started chanting for pizza. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which occurred later. We love that pizza chant. We yeah, we, we kept chant. doing the pizza chant. Um, also, people really vacillated on Eli Drake. Yeah. Uh, at first, boo. But then he insulted New York in the right way so that the New York crowd started respecting him. Where they're like, yeah, we are all basically poor assholes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He got us. He got yeah. us. And it was great. And then also he was making fun of the Giants because there were Giants players in the audience to which the audience resounded with a rousing J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 Jets. Which was another thing that kept coming back. Yeah, that kept Whenever there was like a lull in the music, somebody would do that. And you could see the Jets players be annoyed. These are the Giants. or, Or the Giants players get annoyed at it. 
then slowly start to come around and kind of find it funny, and then stop finding it funny. Yeah, because it just kept happening. It started even before the show began. It was when the ring announcer was in the ring, and they were trying to get ready for the for the camera to start, and they were just taking too long, so everybody started chanting for the jazz. <laughs> and they popped the ring announcer. He was laughing his ass off. Uh, and then and then a guy behind me turned to his friend and was like, can you believe it? This ring announcer, he roots for the Cowboys. Fuck him. It was pretty great. It was actually a really fun experience. So, um, yeah, so Eli Drake comes out. People st- started liking him halfway through, like you said. And then his mystery opponent is revealed, and it's James Ellsworth. And people were chant. I looked this up later because I, I don't look things up before i go to them because i don't want to get spoiled but people were spoiling that it was going to be jericho that's why there were all the y2j chants i had no expectation of jericho i thought it was going to be like tommy dreamer or something because we're on the east coast and guess what i wasn't super wrong because tommy dreamer shows up later but i I that thought, fucking dropkick murphy's knockoff yeah i i just was thinking like oh it's going to be like some dude. I thought it might, hey, it might be an RVD. It's going to be some ECW guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes no, the most sense. It's fucking James Ellsworth. So everybody boos James Ellsworth, which is unfortunate. There are, there are already people yelling from the audience that he's not from New York. And then Eli Drake goes, you're not even from New York, are you? And he's like, no, but I spent some time here. Yeah, no, I, I dated a girl from Staten Island, huh? WWE and the minute he said that he got a laugh from some people and everyone else who is a diehard fuck WWE crowd booed him hard he did not expect to be the heel in the match oh I disagree I think he knew I I think during the promo you realized you think that he came out and thought that he wasn't gonna get heat I will I'll tell you this I Alec yeah. You think he came out and wasn't expecting to get heat? No, let me explain what I think. <laughs> I, He's I, a heat machine. I think he came out, saw the heat he was getting, and adjusted. He adjusted. Absolutely I mean, there's a reason. Not. I think he adjusted. So you think that they booked him as the face? No, I think they booked him as a teaser, which is what they booked him as. But I thought they would have booked him as a teaser. Everybody would be like, oh, No, because this is all of the shit was that he was saying was lame. That's the point. Because he's lame. That's his character. Is that exactly. His character is that he's lame and he gets heat for thinking that he's cool. I don't know. He He came out he 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 dropped the WWE reference, which means he was looking for heat. Okay. Like I always In the same do. way, I, I don't think I ever mentioned this, but when I saw uh, Velveteen Dream at Evolve, the ring announcer goes, uh, and his challenger uh, from, and then Velveteen Dream like waves him down and whispers in his ear. He goes, from the greatest wrestling promotion in the world, the WWE, yeah. it's Velveteen Dream. And like half the audience booed, the other half was not going to boo the Velveteen Dream. No one would. I mean, I, I don't see why I would ever, but I would never boo him. He's too but, much man for us to boo. Yeah. <laughs> um. So anyhow, I mean, like, I don't know. I I feel like I get where you're coming from, but at the same time, 
just like an NXT, where I use NXT guy as my barometer. Uh huh. There was this like nice guy, little guy. Oh, the nice guy right in guy front of me, in front who of you, who always really cheered for Ellsworth, who always cheered for the wrong person. And I was like, well, maybe he's like an NXT guy. Maybe I should think he's like cheering for the good guy. Well, he didn't cheer for the wrong person. I mean, he cheered for Taya Valkyrie, and she's clearly clearly the face. It's just unfortunate that she's on the wrong side of history because Tessa Blanchard is amazing. Not to get ahead of ourselves. I'm not. Right, yeah. I think he cheered for OVE. No, he did not. I think he was one of the five people in the audience cheering for OVE. <laughs> no, he did not. Okay, we'll, we'll move on to that. When we get to the OVE, that's a whole other thing. But that that's insane if you did. Against Pentagon? <laughs> the guy is like chanting in Spanish. I, what can whatever. I say? Uh, all right, it's it's fine. Whatever. Okay, great. Good for him. He's able to separate I, whatever I'm uh, okay. I'm sorry <laughs> I even brought it up. Ellsworth gets booed. He gets his ass kicked. And then Eli Drake says, I came here looking for the best. I didn't come looking for garbage. <laughs> and it was amazing. And everybody cheered. Yeah. And they loved him. And then uh, he says, he says, I came here for a challenge. I came here to fight uh, a competitor, a legend, a Hall of Famer. And then the Impact Hall of Fame guy, Abyss, shows up. And I think he's the only one in there right now. The new Probably. impact, the new impact Hall of Fame. I don't know. And Abyss, by the way, is amazing. I've always wanted to see him live because he's huge and he's weird. He's, he's very mi- weird. He's missing a shitload of teeth in the front. He's like, you can tell this guy's been a hardcore wrestler his whole life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it is awesome to see him. It was really. cool. I mean, obviously, he never moved very fast, but he's definitely. He doesn't need to. No, he never needed to in the past either. He just fall on. A- Bunch of fucking thumbtacks and get sliced Hold on, up by really gar- barbed wire. We actually didn't mention James Ellsworth got offense in against Eli Drake. <laughs> yeah, but he did because he adjusted the fact that he was the heel by punching Eli Drake before the bell rang, which was awesome. But then he also got like <laughs> oh it, yeah, just hiccuping. He also got like the super kick and the the like. He got a couple of different things in. Yeah, the no chin music. I know he got his he got his shit in. I but was Eli surprised. Drake no sold it. It was fine. I was surprised because I thought that the squash match was going to be um, uh, Eli Drake versus James Ellsworth, and then somebody else was going to come out. I assumed that somebody else was going to come out. Oh, yeah. Because if it had just been James Ellsworth, there would have been a riot. But the squash match was Abyss, who takes like two small slaps to the chest and then choke slams. Eli Drake into a table, which was fucking perfect. Yeah, well, that's that's fucking abyss, dude. He's yeah, the best. Yeah. Come on. I was really happy to see him. Everybody around us was like, he's not going to set that fucking table on fire, is he? Yeah. He did not, but... Well, he didn't, but we expected it because it's fucking abyss, and he's really cool. So, I don't know. I think, uh, so far, I already felt pretty happy. It was a cheaper show than an NXT show, and I feel like or at least the takeover, and I feel like I got my money's worth even at that point. Oh, yeah. No, we were I was only so, like two matches in. I turned to you, I think, and I was like, I didn't think I was going to get to see Abyss. It was great. 
Yeah, no, I thought I'd never see him live because he, he was already in the Hall of Fame, I think, at that um, point. Next up, we have... Uh, what's that was his... Eddie Edwards and Moose, right? Yeah, so we have uh, Dropkick Murphys uh, versus Moose in a Dashiki, which was so fucking good. Moose's new look is amazing. It's, it's really Dashiki good. and Grandma glasses. Yeah, they're really cool looking glasses, and <laughs> yeah, grandma glasses, he, very cool looking glasses. He does this great interview where he like sleezes on the interviewer, and just she is not phased by what she, she's just like looking at him like you look like a moron. It's he great. even he even gives her a second because I'm sure he thought that she was gonna respond, and she just deadpans it. He's like. And in other news, I'm going to be fighting my old friend, Eddie Edwards. Yeah, it's pretty good. And uh, Edwards is, I don't know, I don't get his look. I don't like his look. But I think that I know his story's been getting really good re- recently. I'm not, I was surprised like, that he got so many cheers considering his whole thing is, I'm from Boston. Yeah, I don't know. But anyhow, whatever. He, he, he comes out with the kendo stick. Everybody loves that shit. But, like, he doesn't get anything really good with it. And, he goes to fight Moot, but uh, Moose's new two... buddy, Killer Cross, shows up. Yeah, and this was the first time I ever saw Killer Cross. I had heard a lot about Killer Cross, but I'd never seen because I don't watch Impact. So Killer Cross comes out dressed like the Transporter, so I'm going to just refer to him as the Transporter. Yeah, he's he does have like kind of a he does have a rough guy look to him. I've heard that. I've heard, what do you mean? I've heard that he looks like he's like a tough guy. Like his no, face. he looks like Jason Statham Hitman. That kind of implies a tough guy to me. Yeah, I guess so. Jason <laughs> Statham. But he's like wearing he's wearing the... like a, a suit shirt and a tie. Yeah, and suspenders. He actually is wearing he literally is wearing if anybody if anybody's a King of Fighters fan, he's basically just Seth from King of Fighters. No, he's the transporter because later on he comes out dressed as Leon. I'm just saying, guys. Take a look at Seth from King of Fighters. I okay. Think, I think you'll know what I'm talking about. Anyhow, he's a, so he's pretty cool, and I, I was really impressed by him. I thought he was really cool looking. They double-team Eddie Edwards. Yeah, they beat him up. They, there's a DQ, but when he takes his shirt off, though, I'm really impressed. Because he has some of the shittiest tattoos. Some weird-ass tattoos. He has, he has an elk centaur. It's weird-looking. Yeah, it's... Yes, it's a... Dear Santa, it's weird. It's weird. And then he has uh, three skeletons. I think one of them might have a guitar, and then it says Excelsior under yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, and they're wearing robes. It's very weird. He's a really weird-looking guy when you size every everything. It's up. also weird because it's it's an incongruity of tattoo kinds because some of them are like like skeletons with guitar is like weird metal head gu- tattoo. But then he also has like a pectoral tribal tattoo. He yeah. just he just goes to whatever tattoo shop he sees and goes, just fuck me up, man. Just do whatever the fuck you want. I really liked it. I thought it, I thought it was really cool. I thought I thought <laughs> everything was really cool. I was like, this is a cool wrestler. And uh, so he's really good. They double team Eddie Edwards. They immediate disqualified. But Tommy Dreamer runs out and he says, "You New York motherfuckers didn't come to see a DQ." 
you came to see a fight. Yeah. And everybody's like, yeah. I mean, everybody loves seeing Tommy Dreamer. And he's wearing the polka dot pants. Tommy Dreamer is like a New York wrestling Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He can get over anywhere on the East Coast just by showing up. He fucking snowballed beer with Eddie Edwards and... The audience loved that it. That was disgusting. We all chanted, you sick fuck at him. Because it was really gross. Yeah, the young guys behind us were saying stuff like, oh my god, Tommy is so extreme. <laughs> <laughs> and they were really getting us to pop too, because I was laughing my ass, my ass off at these guys. But it was a really fun match. It was a little... I would say it was the weakest match of the night. Ex- ex- yeah, excluding Ellsworth, just because it was like I don't a know. We weird that the it, we DQ happened. We watched a horror happened. movie. We'll get to that. That wasn't necessarily a match. We'll get to that. <laughs> I, it was billed as a match. <laughs> it was billed as a match. It was a surprise. But uh, the next match after that was the women's match. Was the women's match. And we get some like... We get some buildup for tonight's feud between Aries and Impact because they do the TNA interview segment. That's true. They show it on the screens in the building and they play the audio, but it's really disjointed and it's really weird. And then like you, just, you it always cuts in sporadically you, uh, yeah, and you get yeah. surprised and everybody's like, what the fuck's going on? And then you would also always get half a second of what it would lead into. So you would just get like Don Callis going, so that. And you go, wait, what? Yeah. And I, I, if it wasn't for me saying to myself, oh, right, this is going to be on TV at the same time, I probably just wouldn't have known what was going on. Like, it didn't cross my mind that that's what they were seeing at home. I was yeah. just like, what the fuck is this? But, yeah, that, that, ma- Taya that makes Taya Valkyrie, sense. a uh, woman who wears a crown to the ring... Uh, yeah. said that Tessa Blanchard is one of the most presumptuous people she's ever met. Right. And then Tessa Blanchard, a woman who is super fucking badass and cool, was just herself, and we all rooted for her. <laughs> she was wearing, like, three bump-ups under her hair. Oh, yeah. She had it. very yeah. tall hair. You just yeah. like her because she's, like, Italian lady wrestler. Is she Is she Italian? I don't know if she's even Italian, I but I feel like Blanchard I feel doesn't sound Italian. I feel like she's hitting all of the uh, like uh, Jersey, New York Italian stereotypes. She has the very she has the very strong tan. She has the very strong. She tan. has the tall hair. She has the tall hair. She's got the um, uh, kind of Italian style nose, the Roman nose. She has the attitude of I'm just the best. Yeah, which I always love. And actually, she wears she wears a, a silk starter jacket. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, <laughs> I, maybe that's. What I mean, it is. but I, I think it's more than that. I think it's just because I've seen Tessa Blanchard do some other shit, and Tessa Blanchard is the bomb. Tessa Blanchard is amazing. I've I've seen Ty Valkyrie do some other shit. Ty Valkyrie also is the bomb, but also this wasn't was a, as crazy about her weird raver chick um, braided pigtails. Yeah, the hair was like an interesting choice, but I mean, whatever. It wasn't super distracting for me. No, it wasn't super distracting to me. I was just like, okay, that's that's a real choice. Yeah. As but, far as as far as choices go, when it comes to hair, uh, uh, braided raver pigtails is a very bold choice. 
Well, you got to go bold. Go bigger, but go home, you know? That's true. But, yeah, I've seen her stuff on Lucha Underground and some other stuff, and I know she's good. But, oh, yeah. But I, I was really solidly rooting for Tessa. That being said, this was an amazing match. This could have been match of the night if it wasn't for a match that happened a little bit after this. Did it happen right after this? Yeah. Yeah, and that was the Concrete Jungle match. Yeah, yeah. But this this match was great. This match was great. I will say that. Oh yeah, I love. And the if you guys match. are, if you guys are in the mood for like a real wrestling match that's very standard actual wrestling, watch this. Probably they, one of the only ones on this bill. <laughs> yeah, they kicked out of. They both kicked out of finishers. They both looked really strong. Taya like always looks really strong because she's fucking. She's built. giant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's tall. She's built. She looks really muscular. Tessa looked great because she just looked like fierce and always doing like great moves and getting out of stuff, kicking out of stuff. Her facials are really good too. Yeah. So stop using that word. I used it. I I'm sorry you used that it. I opened. You used it. I'm you sorry I it. opened that Pandora's it's box. Free, there's freedom. There's freedom there now. Freedom of speech. My opponent would have you believe. <laughs> now that at the bottom of the Pandora's box is hope. Hope that you stop using the word facials. Yeah, that hope's dead. <laughs> but uh, what what a great match! It was really good. I really liked it. And also, I've I always... mean, not not only was the um, match itself fairly standard in a good way, I loved that the build was fairly standard in a good way. It was just Tessa has the belt. She thinks she's amazing. Taya Valkyrie goes, you're being a prick. I'm going to take the belt from you. Boom. Done. Doesn't Good need storyline. Doesn't need this TMZ bullshit, even though I kind of liked the TMZ bullshit. It was yeah, the TMZ fun. bullshit was fun. The second you know that at least that part of this build was a work, it gets very goofy and funny in a fun way. Yeah. I think the whole thing was kind of goofy. But then we move on. We move on to a great match. My favorite match. It was the Concrete Jungle match. It was insane. We almost saw someone die. Yeah, we almost saw more than one person die. It was insane. It was totally nuts. They took all the padding off of everything. So apparently this is a big thing in uh, like Japan and Mexico sometimes. Yeah, I feel like I've heard this before, but I'm sure that they use better rings than this. Because they took the mat off the ring. And apparently the mat was the only thing holding the boards together. Yeah, they didn't bother dealing with the boards. And the boards were spreading apart as the dudes were running around on it. It was a six-man tag. So there were were five five guys for almost the entire thing. There were five guys in there running around. The boards were coming loose like crazy. Baby ref, which was the referee for the night. Everybody was chanting for him, baby ref. Well, there was was that one guy with the weird uh, flat top. Yeah, but that guy the was... The, like, Marine. He was he was not... They couldn't trust him for this. They needed no. a baby ref. And and he was he running was around... He was scrambling, trying to close up these gigantic holes that were forming in the ring. I was so nervous for his hands that someone was just going to skid on, like, a oh, board God. and just smash his fingers. Although, I was really hoping that the match was going to end by somebody doing a move into one of the holes and then having the another person from their team seal it up with a, a wood plank and be like he lives down there now he's yeah in, he's, that's a good way to end it but god, although it then he's dangerous. gotta live down there for the rest of the yeah god it looked dangerous 
And it really, it really was dangerous. Within five seconds of the match starting, someone had opened their head up on a trash can. Hernandez, it was Hernandez. Who clearly his... must have been pre-blading because he takes like the smallest bump to the outside and stands up and there is blood from Whoa. the top of his head all the way down his chin. Another thing to remember is neither Alec nor I watch Impact. Oh, yeah. No, we made that clear before. I, Alec I think... Alec showed up just to see how big Brian Cage is in real life. Yeah. And I showed up just because I wanted to see my spooky Mr. Halloween man, Pentagon Jr. Did that match happen before this one? I thought it happened after, but I actually think now I'm thinking it happened before. Mm. Whatever. We'll get to it. <laughs> it doesn't matter. This was This was the match of the night, though, because this was insane. So the story behind you this were worried one, that they were going to kill each other. You were worried that somebody was just going to accidentally die. It yeah. had everything. In this, in this, in this match, the story behind it is Conan and LAX are mad at the OGs. The OGs run over a kid that they know, which is weird and crazy. But they did play that back. For and us. then they, and then they blame LAX because LAX was getting them so angry. Yeah. which is like and then the OGs, eddie kingston is so amazing yeah he's pretty good and then the ogs beat up conan backstage tonight so we don't get to see conan in this match what the fuck and it's handicapped it's, it's three on two although how much one of conan lax really? at one oh no an audience member yells where's conan and one of the ogs yells he's dead yeah it was pretty great um, everybody was, is cursing. Yeah, everybody. Um, Eddie Kingston at one point gets kicked in the face a bunch of times. Is standing on his knee, is on his knees, dazed, and he yells at the LAX guy who's who previously just shouted at us, "Who wants to see me kill this motherfucker?" <laughs> and we we all went, "Yeah." And then he Eddie Kingston yells at him, "Come on, do it, you bitch." <laughs> Then he gets up and jabs him in the eyes and beats the shit out of him. So it was it was pretty great. Everybody is yelling and screaming and swearing on a pay-per-view. Pretty fun. I would I would recommend getting an impact pay-per-view after this match. Oh yeah. Um and uh Eddie, this was, not this Eddie was, Kingston. It was was it Eddie Kingston who got flipped so badly, or was that her name? That also? was Eddie Kingston. Yeah. Because he clipped the back of his head on two by fours yeah and he started landed. kicking his leg like an eight-year-old that fell off a bike and i was like that is not somebody selling a move that yeah, is somebody really who's hurt. like my head is fucking opening up yeah i'm surprised that he was able to finish the match because he did you could watch it now on a clip you could see how he takes that it he Lands head first. It's not. It great. was one of those moments. This was the rowdiest the audience got because they came out with Puerto Rican and uh, Dominican flags, and of course, everybody was down for LAX. I saw many guys, at least one guy right in front of us, take his shirt off and waving it around. The guy, the, the that guy, was the same guy who threw a beer into the ring. Yeah, which was insane. I <laughs> didn't know that we would see that after 1990. The like, guy, the guy behind that. us who kept saying that Conan was his uncle. Yeah. Uh at one point pulled a Puerto Rican flag out of his pocket, of course, and started fluttering it and his friend about four times nudged him to tell him that the flag was upside down or backwards and he would flip it 
which of course on the Puerto Rican flag doesn't do much. Yeah, no, it was fun. There was a lot of wild shit. Like flip it vertically. Yeah. It still was backwards. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people were super wild. You could for this tell match. it was backwards because he wrote um something about LAX on it and I could read it from my vantage point, which would be his vantage point, which would mean that it was right for him, and that's what his friend kept trying to say. Like, Yeah, it was wrong for the guys in the ring. But it, it was great. And there were two table spots in the match. People got, went through tables. People almost fell through the boards, apparently, according to the internet. I didn't see this. Um, somebody's foot did go in a hole. Oh, Jesus Christ. And their ankle, I guess, didn't snap off, so that's a win. And Conan showed up halfway through, and he was like... With a sock full of batteries. Yeah, and he beat the shit out of Eddie Kingston, and it was great. But by far, I I would say MVP of the match was Hernandez. He was amazing. He's giant. He crucifix powerbombed, I believe it was Eddie Kingston again. Eddie Kingston is MVP, actually. He really took everything, but I think it was Eddie Kingston. He crucifix powerbombed him. Hernandez was on the same team as... Yeah. He, he crucifix powerbombed his own guy over the ropes oh, yeah, onto right. LAX. Jesus Christ. It was insane. Because Eddie Kingston looked like he was going for a tope, and Hernandez was like, no, I got you. And he just threw him on top of them. It was insane. Hernandez also was able to, from the three of woe position, pull himself full... Fully up to the top rope by his legs alone, which was insane. And he also was the guy who got color. So, good for you. You, uh... Batting a thousand. Batting a thousand for sure. Uh, He really killed it. But, of Um, course, uh, Conan with a bag of batteries beats that. So, LAX won. Yeah, LAX wins. They they pin Kingston and it's over. Now we get the... We get the horror movie. Because they have to reassemble the, the yeah. ring. So while they're reassembling the ring, um, we get to watch a horror movie of Allie, who is an Impact wrestler. Yeah. Rescue- and apparently, like uh, um, Morrison, she's taken the name Allie Impact. Oh, great. Um, <laughs> so she is, uh, she is um, a good guy, and she's going to go help her friend, who's another good guy who's stuck in the land of the dead, I guess. Yeah. And so she makes a deal with Father James Mitchell, who's still alive and is still in wrestling. And I didn't know that because I don't watch Impact, but apparently he's been doing Impact for a really long time. And he was a business manager. I didn't know that either. She gets sent to the land of the undead and starts uh, killing zombies. Yeah. With and an then axe. Soo Young is there, and we thought this was going to be a match on the card, and it was a movie. And that's fine, I guess. Impact has after effects now, so yeah. there's a tons of fake blood splatter. Yeah, it goes on the camera, it flies around, um, there's an axe. There, there are bugs on the wall, which was very reminiscent of uh, Randy Orton. That was now, nice. Yeah, now that is Bray Wyatt's um, special signature move, is bugs on a wall. So <laughs> I don't know if they're going to get sued. They probably are, but... They got sent to cease and desist. Yeah. Um, but... That was pretty cool. And uh, at the end of it, she rescues her friend and Rosemary appears to save the day. Rosemary's back. Her arm is good and everything is good. And she has lightning powers. She has lightning powers now. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like the Emperor from Star Wars. And she zaps Su Young, who's, of course, 
So Alistair, she's a zombie. Alistair Black um, got the Undertaker's teleporting powers, and Rosemary has lightning. Yeah, that sounds about right. Ray Bryant is going to invade the impact zone and try to steal her lightning powers. And then at the end, Allie Impact is possessed by a demon as well, I guess. Maybe. Was she? Yeah, because she used like a demon voice. Oh, yeah. And then it went to black. And then the ring was good. And then I think that was actually when the main event happened. So we missed one because it was Penta, (laughs) Phoenix, the Lucha Brothers, and Brian Cage. The Lucha Machine Bros or whatever. The way too big Wolverine. Yeah, that guy's amazing. Versus OVE. Hey, guess what? You remember how we used to talk about Forgotten Sons? Who? Forget the Forgotten Sons. Here, try to remember. Forgotten Sons. Who? That I guess is NXT ripping off OVE, I suppose, because these guys gave me a similar vibe, except it worked. I hated them. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. Are Forgotten Sons discount OVE or is OVE super premium Forgotten Sons? I would say they're super premium Forgotten Sons because they have like a totally different gimmick, I suppose, because there's no army dudes. (laughs) Like they just basically took everything. They took the attitude and they made it good. (laughs) Except for the fact that they were doing it first. So I can't say Although, that they really took it quickly, and they made it good. Can we talk very quickly about how we were at a diner before we went to this with Alex Lady, Emily. Yeah. And she blew the fucking top off of Forgotten Sons. Yeah, what did she say? She said that Bug Eye Dude reminded her of Charlie... From, from it's always it's sunny. always yeah, sunny that's right which means that there are now two always sunny wrestling tag teams on nxt yeah that's true um yeah and it makes sense because he just looks crazy but not in like a real crazy way like in a stupid dramatic for tv crazy way he's and the wild card yeah, and OVE is so different from that. They look like a bunch of assholes. and They really guys. fucking play up how much of an asshole that, they look. That, like, screaming OVE over and over again, it was perfect because they gave you just enough time to shout sucks at the end, and everybody did. We all hated them except for, like, maybe, like... A third of the audience? Thir- yeah, what the fuck was up with that how could anybody like we're in new york and these guys are coming around saying ohio is good like what the fuck guys i think that we talked a lot afterwards that about how they were the drew carey wrestling oh yeah team i was saying i cut a heel promo on them where i just take all their shit and dub over that fucking stupid cleveland rock song over it (laughs) it's 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 insane it's insane ohio get the hell out of here versus everything oh Ohio loses round one over round two over game done you can't even find Ohio on a map it's so insignificant yeah where is it fucking Canada Jesus anyway I mean like so so they're playing and 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 they're really I could see at least they have a gimmick wipe yeah and I compared to Forgotten Sons yeah maybe maybe fucking Jackson Riker needs to wear a fucking fake scarecrow mask like (laughs) Slipknot over his head and maybe that'll rip 
really just pull it all together for them. Forgotten Sons are going to come out next week, and they're going to be like, it turns out we're all from Wisconsin. And we're going to call ourselves Forgotten in Wisconsin. No, Wisconsin Sons. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Sons of Wisconsin. No, because Wisconsin Wisconsin is like Forgotten. It has the same syllables. Also, they could just call themselves the Wisconsin (laughs) Sons. Or Wisconsin and Sons. <laughs> Anyhow, yeah. So, I'm coming. Yeah, it's it's just it it's really effective heel work. They fucking suck. Because I fucking hate them. I fucking hate them. And then and I three of the coolest like wrestlers them. in the world come out. Yeah, because Pentagon is amazing. Phoenix stole the sh- show for the match. How the hell do you make? Jumping headbutts look good, and he made them look good like six times. He did rebound springboard jumping headbutts. Yeah, but it they were fantastic. Like, it didn't even look like a headbutt. Like he didn't even hit him with the head. Like boom, jerking his neck. He just he he torpedoed. It was like he torpedoed. He literally got his body at like a thirty degree up angle. So that his head just like plunked down on people. I, I rewatched some of the clips that they had. They had a clip of this. He got up like fucking twenty feet in the air. It's insane. How yeah, high up. It's crazy. Went. Phoenix was incredible. Pentagon was amazing as always. He Pentagon didn't break was... anybody's arm though. Yeah, I know. I was a little. I was. I have to say because I showed up to see Pentagon, I was a little disappointed because he didn't do one hardcore wrestling thing. And I was kind of like, you can't like, come on. Yeah, it's too One bad. fluorescent tube. Just one. It's too bad. But uh, Phoenix shotgunned him into the corner and he like cannonballed into one of the douchebags from OVE. It was so good. Yeah, it was really it was good. so good. It was really good. And I got to see the best thing I've ever seen, which was... Pentagon Jr. sneaking away to get a two liter of water from under the ring and guzzle like a quarter of it as quickly as he could. Uh, I was like, oh, is he going to spray that in somebody's face? Nope, he's just thirsty. No, that's just his triple A showing. <laughs> that's just his triple mania performance oh, yeah, showing. Yeah, yeah. He just expects that he could just get away with that anywhere. And then the one guy that I really wanted to see, Brian Cage, because I didn't know if he was a real person or not he shows up and he is amazing he's so round and puffy and just muscle muscles he's just all muscles and he's just amazing he big guys usually have a little bit of big height even if they aren't the tallest guys in the world he has just grown wide yeah he's amazing he he looks great how big do you think he is like five eight five ten I think he's as tall as me, at least. 5'10", okay. probably. But he's just put on, you know, those extra 60 pounds have just gone sideways. Yeah, it's amazing. And to think that at one point in time, I was just a stone's throw away from being just as strong as him. <laughs> Can't believe I lost all that weight. Because he's 260 pounds. I, I could have been 260. Would have been able to lift a building. Anyway, he's, he, he was astounding. He was great. He was really good. He shrugged off so much. He did, like, so many 
combination moves. He did some great shit. He didn't do a ton of flippy shit because I know he he's known for being able to do flippy shit. But I feel like that's better. I'd rather not see a giant guy do flippy shit. Honestly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, it's like how they told uh, uh, Andre the Giant early on, stop running around. You're big. Running yeah, around doesn't sell how big you are. Yeah, it's it's definitely true. And the one disappointing thing in the match is that OVE uh, beats Brian Cage to win by kicking him in the face like 40 times. And okay, I so guess I could understand kicking him in the face 40 times basically is a good way to beat him. It, but, it, it, it really sold him as unstoppable because they kicked him in the face 20 times and then went for the pin and he kicked out. Yeah, that is true. That is true. Um, now, do you know what this match was? What do you mean by that? This match had special stipulations. Oh yeah, that's right. This was like a this was like an Ohio match or whatever. It was. Like it was OVE literally called. Match. It was literally called an OVE rules match. I feel like them winning was a foregone conclusion. Yeah, but what were the rules? I mean, like you know were what would have been like? There's no rope breaks and no submissions or something. Like it was weird rules because they didn't. I think that it was literally like tornado style rules where you didn't have to oh, tag in or that something. Definitely was it because they never tagged once. And also, there were always all six people in the ring at the same time. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, you're totally right. That must have been it. It was but tornado, um, yeah. but uh. I just like, I think they really missed a chance to get over even bigger as heels if Brian Cage had pinned them, and then the ref was like, "Oh, actually, you guys have to pin him three times in a row, and they just have to pin you once." That's OVE rules. Yeah, that would have been really <laughs> cool. I really kind of wanted to see Brian Cage pin all three three of them at once, and I thought he could do it. And I'm he did forward... do one move with was it just two of them or was it all three? Of no, them? I know he did with two of them i think he had one on his back and he picked up the other one and he just kind of like threw him over the yeah he he did he did the uh he did the oh yeah it was it was that it was that um he uh suplexed one of them onto the other while also dropping the third so he definitely hit all of them at once which yeah, was, it was pretty great fantastic yeah brian cage is really cool i'm i'm really happy i got to see him somebody that big if they aren't destroying six men at once it's a little underwhelming yeah i mean i, I kind of just want to see him just tear through everybody all at once i mean yeah. like why didn't he beat up moose and kill across and, and, and i mean to be fair i feel like you could have just paid 30 dollars to walk into a room that he was just standing in not yeah. talk to him not interact with him at all and, and then leave and you'd be like thirty dollars well spent yeah for me definitely because i just wanted to make sure that a person like that could exist and he can and he's amazing i would definitely pay thirty dollars for a uh a haunted house that just had pentagon in it that sounds good too that actually sounds like a lot of fun you go from room to room he's in the kitchen he's making a sandwich i i was just thinking like kind of spooky lighting but he's just on a metal folding chair like on drinking 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 that big bottle of water yeah yeah that sounds fun but uh he says cerro yes. medio a couple times we had a great time that was the second biggest crowd reactions of the of the match because a ton of people were super into the lucha bros uh, i definitely was one of them i was flipping my shit man i was so happy yeah 
And uh, it was really disappointing that OVA won, and we really hated them. And you know what? But in I that wouldn't fun be surprised way. to find out that somebody went backstage and tried to kill them with a knife. It wasn't me. I stuck around for the rest. Speaking of the rest, well, maybe it was uh, uh, Austin Aries. Yeah, maybe it was Austin Aries. He seems like a dickhead. Um, we watched the Austin Aries versus Johnny Impact fight and wow i got it right the first time i said johnny impact yeah it's pretty good which from the beginning you kind of didn't know how much of it was uh shoot or work because for two guys that don't do this a lot it started out with about two minutes of matt rolling around and then johnny impact very clearly, stiffly clubbing Austin Aries in the back of the head. Yeah, no, they did a really good job of making it look like it was kind of a shoot. Um, and it making played it into... look like it was kind of a shoot. Yeah, making it look like it was kind of a shoot. What I'm saying is, I think that Austin Aries is a dick, and it might have been a little bit real. I'm saying they want you to think that. Don't be too cynical. And also, don't underestimate how big of a dick Austin Aries is. Yeah, no, I won't. But, okay, so they knew we all were going to come into this hating Austin Aries because he is an asshole. Um, But they also knew, are you really going to like Johnny Impact? Because this motherfucker has been on every show and he changes his name every time. And Austin Aries said that and everybody was like, that was a good point. People were booing Austin Aries. He says that, everybody laughs, and then he says the next sentence and people start booing again. Yeah, so the TMZ stuff, the weird Twitter stuff, where he's making fun of the wife and things, I think it was all work to get us to hate Austin Aries fully. Then they get into the match, and it is a good match. And yes, it does look very stiff. It looks pretty snug. It looks like... There's some nasty shit going on. Even the cool spots, like when, <laughs> oof, like when Johnny Impact jumps up on the rail in the apron and then like does a backflip. He kind of clips Aries with his foot, the like starship, whatever. Yeah, he kicks him in the head with his foot, and it's like, ooh, okay. It goes a while. There are. It's a really good match. Um, a number of very effective false finishes, but then. Johnny Impact finally hits his finisher, pins Austin Aries, wins the belt, and two seconds later, Austin Aries jumps up, flips off Don Callis upstairs, and walks out of the ring. Yeah, he's flipping off the fans. There are video clips where you can see that Moose and Killer Cross are confused and don't know what to do. Um, I'm sure they don't. They, they were, there are rumors that they were supposed to jump Johnny Impact after, and uh, it looks like Killer Cross is getting ready to do that at some point before he just gives up because there's nobody else doing anything. But I've also heard that apparently Austin Aries' contract might be up, and he was going to. Uh, they had planned to film some uh, promos with him that he just didn't show up to. So, I had heard that they were supposed to make you know all those things. I don't want 
our lovely podcast to devolve into regular wrestling podcasts where we just read shit that we think Meltzer might have said. Now, let me tell you why I agree with you, but also why it doesn't really matter right now. No, no. Because no. this is an NXT podcast, so fuck that. No. I'm just going to say it. We're going to leave it in the air. We're never going to follow it up. Because I wanted to talk about not about how this match actually ended and whether or not it was a work or a shoot but about how people i mean you give the fans what they want and fan of what's nxt wants the last 10 minutes to be a kind of weirdly meandering topic that doesn't go anywhere before we just decide to stop recording that's what fan wants okay Okay. So, guys, you've been listening to What's NXT? No, because I, I haven't gotten to my meandering point. Oh, oh, okay. I thought the whole impact thing was kind of the meandering. Oh, okay. Because, because I feel like the point of wrestling is to react to something honestly. And I feel like too many people try to guess what's going on. And I don't think that we do that a whole lot. We like to look at a storyline and think about what might happen, but we don't go like, oh, I heard that they're going to be calling Velveteen Dream up soon. So I bet, no, 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 bullshit. I don't give a shit. I just feel what I feel when I'm watching wrestling. And when I watched that, I felt, Jesus Christ, Austin Aries is a dick. <laughs> You worked yourself into a shoot, brother, brother. I think that they are going to turn this shoot into a work. But I think that that is legitimately Austin Aries being a cock. You got worked into a shot. You shotted your work. You took a shot. And now, now you're all dried up and you work your shot. Okay, Big Alec. How do you, what do you say we call it there? Yeah, let's, uh, let's end it. Uh, this has been What's NXT. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Stitcher. You can contact us. I'm at on Twitter at Enemy of Both. I'm on Twitter at VF Harpoon. Only follow me if you want Virtual Fighter New York City news. If you're not interested in Virtual Fighter in the New York City area, you will find literally nothing but that. At VF Harpoon. Every once in a while, he likes one of my funny wrestling tweets. Yeah, but I just like it. I don't actually retweet it or anything. You can also email us. We're at whatsnxtpod at gmail.com. But that is solely the domain of Chris. What's up, Chris? Yeah, Chris. Don't get high on your own supply, baby. Can't wait for that Matt Riddle, Cassius Ono match. Yeah. Bro. Bro. Um, that's it. Tune in next month to find out what's next. What's next? That's pretty interesting. That's an interesting argument you have. Too bad nobody will ever hear it. Oh, you fucking bitch. You fucking shithead, man. I'm just saying.
Tristan's the Drew Yell of this podcast because he won't give you guys what's best for you, but I know what's best for you. Alec is is keeping the truth from the people. I am not he keeping must the be truth deposed. from the people. I am spreading the truth around. I know what the truth is. I know you don't know what the truth is. So I'm just making sure you will know what the truth is when you hear our podcast. Big Alec is watching. <laughs> I'm just saying, Big Alec loves you. would normally be the part where I talk about Tristan while he's off yelling at his dog or something, but he's just testing <laughs> on his phone. Yeah, like so I can't even dog. do it. I can't even do it now because he's here. Can you hear me? Um, 